Your complete betting guide to this week's UEFA Champions League action. Please gamble responsibly. This is the Sportsbet.io Champions League podcast. This is the Sportsbet.io Champions League preview podcast for one final time this season. And it is all about the final in Paris. It's Real Madrid versus Liverpool, a repeat of a couple of finals from the past. One from Paris in 1981 and one from Kiev just a few years ago. Uh, Liverpool won that one in 81 and Real Madrid, of course, uh, with the glorious goal from Gareth Bale. We won't mention anything else that went on in between the sticks in that game for Liverpool. Uh, but yes, Real Madrid uh, got that one. So we are back in Paris and we're going to look ahead to the game with, well, we've got the normal Champions League crew together, but we've we've created a five-a-side team extraordinaire here. So I'm David Eason. Hello. We've got John Driscoll, uh, our La Liga commentator and uh, lover of Real Madrid, of course, and Dan Timo Werner. We've, we, we know how, we, how these go. Werner won't get much of a mention in this one, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, we've got Neil Mellor, the former Liverpool striker, uh, with us from the Premier League preview. And obviously he's got a big... Uh, say in what's going on this weekend. Our world football expert Gavin Hamilton is here and uh, betting guru extraordinaire Dave Tyndall as well. Uh, so where do we kick off with this one then? Liverpool on the back of uh, a gut-wrenching final day in the Premier League, but they have been playing uh, fixtures competitively until Sunday. Um, I'll start with you, John Driscoll, shall we? Real Madrid, where are Real Madrid coming into this? Having had a couple of weeks, having, having won the title... Have they been sitting back, smoking their cigars, waiting for Liverpool to roll into town? Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting one. We'll find out a little bit of something about whether rest is a good thing or not. So they won the, the league weeks ago, went by 13 points in the end. And since then, he basically rotated through his team with his, his spare game. So everyone's had a rest. Everyone's had some, some match time. They finished on Friday against Real Betis. With one of the most boring games of football I've ever seen in my life. It was just, there's just nothing on it. You know? And, you know, you, you take away com- competition from football and it's just a very bad ballet. And, and so you, they, they are fine. Um, they've obviously had the rest. Jurgen Klopp, obviously, is, it's something that he goes on about, isn't it? You know, Liverpool get no help. Liverpool get, you know, have to play these fixtures and all of that. I don't know. Maybe it's not a good thing that uh, Real Madrid, it's not like they've been doing nothing because they have had these La Liga games to, to play. Um, and so we'll find out. I mean, they, they seem to be in good fettle. Alaba is the big question. They, they really could do with him. They're a little bit short at the back, which is obviously why they've signed uh, Rudiger. Uh, and obviously, the, all the talk in, in Madrid the last few days has been about Mbappe, the, you know, the, world, the public enemy number one, uh, Kylian Mbappe, who has insulted football, insulted uh, humanity and, and all of these terrible things that he's done by taking... Uh, a load of money to go and play football for a football club uh, as if he's the first person to do that. So they've been a bit distracted and then obviously they've got to refocus and we'll find out you know, what a what a distraction that has been. But I suppose, you know, Carlo Ancelotti has been here before, hasn't he? He's won this competition before. Um, he, know, he knows what he's doing, we think. So we'll see. that. I guess they're in good fettle. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti, who's won this before against Liverpool and lost it against Liverpool as well. Uh, and they go back a long, long way, all the way back to... I think he was in the, the Roma squad in 1984. Didn't play in the final, but uh, was uh, in that run that got Roma to the final at Liverpool 1. Uh, Liverpool are the favourites for this in 90 minutes uh, at time, time of recording. Around 2.1 Liverpool, 3.33 Real Madrid. The draw is 3.66. To win the trophy, Liverpool even shorter, 1.6. Uh, Real Madrid 2.2, so still just above even money. Um, 
we'll get the Liverpool's perspective, shall we, from uh, Neil Miller. Uh, Neil, Liverpool, obviously it was uh, a strange way to not win the league on Sunday. They will have gone into into Sunday thinking, well, OK, it's about a, a one in five chance or maybe even less, uh, shorter than that, that it would be uh, their title. But the way it happened on Saturday, how does that affect them? And of course, the, the, the loss that they've got, we mentioned Real Madrid and Alaba, Will Thiago play? Will he be risked? Is he completely out? And what effect does that have? Yeah, well, well, Liverpool weren't expected to win the Premier League title. I think Liverpool went into that last game of the season hoping something might happen and knew that they had to do their part of the bargain, which they did. Liverpool won the game against Wolves 3-1. It was just strange because at times, Sunday afternoon, Liverpool believed it could happen because of the way that Aston Villa had gone 2-0 up against Manchester City. Liverpool gave Man City, who were one of the best sides the Premier League seen, a real battle for that title this season, which is incredible because to get 92 points, which is what Liverpool got and not win a Premier League title is, is unheard of. There's only been one other team that's got over 90 points and not won the Premier League. That's Liverpool. And again, we're done by Manchester City. So, so Liverpool are in a really good place at the moment. Will have been disappointed not to have won it, but one of the big strengths Liverpool have is that mentality uh, and the manager would have sorted that straight away said listen it's it's about the Champions League final now against uh, Real Madrid rather than dwelling on what wasn't to be in that Wolves fixture it's been an incredible season two trophies have already been won and, and obviously to to cap it all off to win a big one you, you know at the start of the season Liverpool would have wanted to win a big trophy whether it be the Premier League the Champions League and this is the one where Liverpool can achieve that they've competed in all the trophies right the way to the wire which the fans have enjoyed but it will be to, to to win this one will make it an incredible season. Uh, Gavin, from a, a, a European perspective and, and to step away from uh, from Spain, maybe, and, and from, from Liverpool's side of things, um, how, how do you see this in a completely neutral way as, as, as a game between two of the giants of the European game? Two, two of the giants of the European game and two, I mean, the two top managers, hugely successful, but they're not... They're not known for being great tacticians. You know, Ancelotti's great strength has always been managing that group of players. Um, and he's now won the league title in, in all five top leagues, the first man to do that. And he's done it because he's he's a sort of lovable uncle figure, isn't he? He's that, he's that guy that the, the players feel comfortable with. Um, and he's a, he's a thoroughly modern manager in the sense that he's he's managing these teams of squads of multimillionaires and, and he gets the best from them. By, by gently cajoling them and 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 he's not he's not a hard taskmaster but he's he gets the best from these these groups of, of hugely talented players um he's not known as a great tactician and nor 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 is Jurgen Klopp I mean you know it's it's this isn't a, a sort of Guardiola versus Mourinho type final is it with with the managers sort of plotting in it they're basically two two very good motivators in charge of two Sets very good players, um, so it, it, it's it's very sort of tightly poised because it's a, it's a, it's going to be a cautious game. You know, it's going to be um, uh, Ancelotti is naturally a cautious manager, um, and the interesting thing I think about Liverpool is that they're slightly different. I think to the team that you know, that played Madrid four years ago in Kiev, where they were, you know, Madrid were sat back and, and counter. You know, they, they were they were they sat back and then Liverpool counter attacked them as well, uh, and it was a very different game. Um, they lost Salah, didn't they? After half an hour, that was the sort of the big sort of changing point. But Madrid haven't got um, 
they haven't got Ramos this time. Um, so they're a slightly different team. So it's it's a different Liverpool team and, and they only really know one way to play, which is to is on the front foot and they're so effective on the front foot. So I think the the real question about the front is how do, do Liverpool go we're all in, in this in this game? Are they are they do they go on the front foot the whole game or is it will it be more cautious? Um they're obviously wary of Benzema um and his his record this season. He's been in he's been the outstanding striker in, in, in world football this this season. Um, is is he the danger man? Do they concentrate on him too much and let Vinicius Junior in on on the left flank? That's that's another issue. But it's going to be a very cautious game. Um, but two teams have got that big match mentality and they know how to handle the the big occasion. And Liverpool showed, you know, in the cup final that they've got that mental strength that maybe people have questioned in the past and people have questioned Klopp in the past. In his, you know, he went, you know, he had that run of about five six years where he didn't win a, a five or six finals, which he didn't win before. Before, he, before Dortmund was successful and Liverpool obviously came to Liverpool and, and things changed. But he's he, he's tried hard to shake off that that losers tag in the finals and 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 Liverpool were, were outstanding in that in that shootout in the in the cup final uh, and maybe that will be crucial again. I think that mental strength will be will be really really important. From a, a betting perspective, then Dave, looking at the the outrights, um, yes, it is Liverpool who here were the favourites and and quite. Heavily favourites, really. I mean, it, it, is that strange to you? Do you see that the value play would probably be Real Madrid or even the draw that if this is going to go long like the other two finals that Liverpool have had this season? Yeah, you can see why Liverpool are favourites. I think comparing it to last time, there was a feeling, wasn't there, that Liverpool had had this amazing run to the final and it, it was all exciting and new and wow, look at what Liverpool can do. And Real Madrid were were kind of the the standard to... You know, bear us to bear. I know Liverpool got a rich history in Europe, but this particular guys of of Liverpool was was a new one at, at that level. I can remember even then thinking, "Is this a changing of the guard?" You know, Cruz and Modric—they're getting on a bit. <laughs> that was four years ago. So, um, so yeah, it's it is a tricky one. One one thing I'm interested in it was just looking when those finals were played because. Um, Klopp's always on about rhythm, isn't he? He, like, he likes rhythm. He doesn't like these gaps. He doesn't like international breaks. He wants rhythm in his team. And the, that final against Madrid last time was two weeks after the end of the Premier League season. And the one against Spurs, which was a dreadful game, let's be honest, that was three weeks after the end of the Premier League season. So there was this sort of empty space that I don't think served Liverpool well at all. Um, so the fact that I know, I know they've had a, a really, really busy schedule and you could say perhaps they could do it with another week off. But I think a, a gap, you know, six days it'll be between the end of the Premier League and that. That's fine. They can recover a little bit and it keeps the rhythm. So I don't think Real Madrid, they can't, well, they, they can, can't they? They can't keep pulling out these ridiculous results. I think they'll run into someone with a really... Absolute top level. I mean, they, they've pulled the rug from under Manchester City, but I don't think they can do that again because there's always that. I think Manchester City are kind of like PSG, aren't they? They haven't got this Champions League pedigree. If any top team was going to just panic in those last few minutes, it would have been a team who doesn't really know, hasn't really got, got the background in this. I don't think Liverpool would panic in the same situation. Their fans, it's sort of like a collective knowledge that. We know how to win these, so I, I think the I think the betting market is right. I can see why people would want to think, oh, Real Madrid, they're a bit of value, but I think Liverpool, 
I deserve favourites, and I, I think they're a decent bet at that price. Uh, the facts and the stats about this, um, well, obviously Liverpool have won 10 out of the last 12 to get to the final. That's how they get to a final. Uh, they've been over two and a half goals scored in nine out of 11 of uh, Real Madrid's last games in the Champions League. So it's that uh, they've been scoring goals, but they've been conceding them as well. Liverpool have scored at least two in 11 out of 12 this season. They have been very high scorers in the Champions League. Uh, but Real Madrid have done the same. They've scored at least two in eight out of their last 10. So the, the, the way that um, these two sides face off against each other... Um, it's been Madrid that have uh, overcome Liverpool on... In fact, Liverpool haven't won against Real Madrid since that 4-0 in 2009. If you go all the way back to um, that week, it's that Steven Gerrard-inspired... Um, it was Gerrard, wasn't it? You're two for Gerrard, one for Torres, and Andrea De Sena finished it off as he scored against Real Madrid and Manchester United in the same week. Um, but there's been five games since then and Real Madrid have come out on top. I'm, I'm not too sure the head-to-heads come into this too much, uh, John Driscoll, but how do how do Real Madrid uh, do they fear Liverpool? Do they do they fear the backlash from Mohamed Salah or a, a Salah's comments about Madrid and getting revenge already pinned up on their wall? No, Real Madrid uh, it, it, they operate in their own ecosystem. They don't fear anybody. The, the 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 arrogance that goes with that club is 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 you know touching in its own way. Um, they, so there's no way that the Madrid press are sort of are sort of worried. Oh, well, this happened to Salah four years ago, and all you know, they, you know they'll go into the details of that game. Um, but yeah, but they they think they should win every game. The Madrid press, the the whole Madrid ecosystem, and and it works. You know, and you look at them. And again, as, as Dave says, you know, they're not a brilliant team. And so you look at the prizes and you think, yeah, it's probably probably about right. So when we should have a we should obviously consider some kind of Real Madrid comeback option because it, it just extraordinarily happens, doesn't it? And the amount of times I thought it was it was really odd in the commentary in the Man City game. They'd given up. Oh, there's no way Real Madrid are coming back to this one. And you think, why would you say that? Why if it must have been uh, City fans watching that saying, don't keep saying that because they've literally done it so many times in European competitions and they've done it in their previous two games. They were they were worse against PSG for, um, you know, three halves of that game. And it was only, you know, from probably from like 50 odd minutes in that last game that they came back. Um, they traded blows with Chelsea. The games, they, they can't decide what they are. I mean, that's the, the dilemma that Ancelotti, the team dilemma that Ancelotti's got. Does he put Valverde in? And make it a fourth midfield player, or does he go with Rodrigo, who obviously uh, changed the game against Manchester City? Um, and does he go therefore with an open game? How much does he respect Liverpool in in, in that in that sense? I, you know, from the realm of, if it was me, I'd go Valverde. I'd put the extra. Uh, midfielder in from the start because they haven't got the legs. Kroos is, is is a question mark now as to whether he's really good enough at this level. Um, Modric does remarkably work for a, a bloke of 72 to still be plus level of the game. And the defence is good, but it's not special. Um, they don't have a Ramos. I mean, literally Ramos, you wouldn't want anymore, but he, he, you know, he was a winner, wasn't he? You, you know, you talk about that, the X factor that's hard to put your finger on. The amount of late goals Sergio Ramos scored in big games for, for Real Madrid was just extraordinary. It's the kind of thing that defies the, the statisticians, you know, the, the guys with the PhDs in, um, uh, in environmental and theoretical physics and stuff like that who work for Liverpool. It's hard to explain why Sergio Ramos scores a goal as often as he does, as late as he does, or why Real Madrid come back and win a game when you think that they're not actually that good. Um, 
there, there is something about Real Madrid, isn't there? There's the X factor. There's something hypnotic factor. I know. Uh, did you did you ban us from mentioning Loris Carius, Dave, at the start of this? Uh, no, podcast. I said it. There's, said it. There's, uh, <laughs> you know what? I I watched that back before we came on, and I I knew. Well, one, I'm not a Liverpool fan. Two, I knew what had happened because I watched it before, <laughs> and I still couldn't believe it. I'm still thinking, no, don't. Oh, no, he's, oh, I can't believe he's done that. Um, there is the yeah the Real Madrid factor. You, you, I think you, we we need to think about it, don't we? But uh, you know, I, I agree with Dave. Everything says Liverpool are the strongest side. If it, if it was, if there was a league campaign, if Real Madrid were in the Premier League, they'd finish third. Mm, interesting point, Neil Mallet. Do, do you agree with that? Do you think they are as good as as Chelsea? Obviously, that they've knocked Chelsea out, they've knocked City out. So, what do Liverpool have to fear from from Real Madrid? Having watched the game on Sunday, um, I, I would fear any ball down the down the flanks because that seemed to be. Uh, a bit of an issue in that game for Liverpool and they've been conceding early goals in, in the last few games but Vinicius Junior has obviously got a bit of previous with Liverpool as well Yeah I know we lost to Real Madrid last year in the, in the Champions League but I wouldn't bear that in any way because there's no fans there was there you know that's going to be a big difference for this final um, and, and and I agree you know listening to John there I think Real Madrid are nowhere near the quality they were four years ago I think that Real Madrid four years ago were a much better team than the Real Madrid side that Liverpool are going to face um, this weekend I mean the centre-half for Ran and Ramos straight away thinking better than what they've got at the moment Ronaldo was playing in that as well I, I think Modric I know he's a wonderful player Cruz and Casemiro I think four years ago I think they were more in the prime um, and did it consistently more whereas Liverpool four years ago have grown so much in that time you know we've mentioned Carrius already he's never recovered from that game and, and proved costly in, in terms of two goals in the cup final Lovren centre-half again Liverpool have upgraded in that position he was Liverpool have got eight starters um, who started four years ago still in the ranks so mentioned Lovren not there anymore uh, Genie Wijnaldum and Carrius, they're the three. But Liverpool have upgraded goalkeeper, one of the best in the world now, Alisson. Centre-half, uh, we think it'll be Matic that will partnership uh, Virgil van Dijk. Again, a much bigger upgrade than, than Lovren. Fabinho, if he is fit, big upgrade from, from what Liverpool have had in that midfield as well, the real protector. That, that's the question mark for Liverpool. Will Liverpool get their strongest 11 out? Because four years ago, Liverpool were a good side, they're now a top-level side that can go into this game thinking they can win it. The fullbacks four years ago were not regarded as the best fullbacks in the world. I think now you could put them in that argument. Uh, and that's how Liverpool have progressed. Liverpool have won trophies in that time as well. Four years ago, they didn't. Liverpool have won the Champions League since the Premier League. They know they can win the biggest trophies. So starting lineup for Liverpool, the question marks are, will Fabinho be fit enough to start? He's going to have very little training sessions before the final, if he does. Thiago's the big miss. That would be a huge, a huge blow. But I think Liverpool could cope without him. We think Virgil will be back. He was on an unused sub against Wolves. I think he'll start the game. Salah looked sharp, so I think he'll start the game as well. So Liverpool are in a really good moment uh, going into this game. I think the hunger will be there, the desire to say, yes, we didn't win the league. We can win this one. And the fact the fans are there as well will be a completely different occasion. So four years on, I'm fancying Liverpool much more confidently than I was uh, four years ago. Gavin Hamilton, where is where is this game going to be won and lost? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that game four years ago because I was looking at the um, Liverpool's bench that night in Kiev. You know, the substitutes that came on were Adam Lallana and, and Emre Shan. Um, and you compare those subs with... Yeah, the options that Klopp's going to have this time um, and, and the players that he can bring in. And even if there are doubts, obviously there are doubts about Fabinho. 
Um, but even even without Fabinho, there's so many options for Liverpool this time round. So uh, and, and Klopp, you know, likes to use all his substitutes. And 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 I think you know if this is a cautious game, um, and if it doesn't, you know, we don't get an early goal like we got against uh, you know Liverpool got against Spurs um, in Madrid the last time. Um, I, I think it's it's going to go the distance. You know. Those substitutes could make a difference in extra time. Um, I think mentally Liverpool are in a very good place. We talked about momentum and, and Liverpool have still got the momentum. But that, that that cup final shootout was really interesting, I think, because they Liverpool prepared every single detail for that. There was a really interesting study of the of Klopp and Tuchel during the, the penalty shootout preparations. They had two minutes to talk to the teams. Tuchel had all the Chelsea players in a circle and, and brought them all together and almost landed them in it and uh, and put pressure on the individuals talking to them as a group, whereas Klopp went around individually and cajoling each individual and handling each player differently. And then they were so well prepared. They took even did little things like they took the space on the halfway line next to the, the, the benches so they could be coached during the, during the shootout. You know, little details like that, they don't mean much, but collectively you add it all together and, and, and Liverpool are so well prepared. So I think the longer the game goes on, the, the better chance Liverpool have got because they've got the better squad, they've got the better bench, um, they've got those that attention to details, and 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 and, and Real Madrid, um, of course they're capable of winning it, but they've they're winging it as well in previous games. They've just they they've got that capability of doing that. But I think the longer the game goes on, the the more Liverpool fans themselves. I think the interesting thing, as always, with Liverpool is the fullbacks because they are the team, the team of any in world football who who. Who use their fullbacks so effectively, um, particularly Alexander Arnold, um, and it's it's a question really of of how much they come into the game because they will be wary of Vinicius Junior and, and and Madrid attacking on that down the flank. Um, I think Robertson's an interesting guy because he often gets overlooked because we talk about Trent all the time and and whether he is a great as good a defender as he is a, going forward. Um, Robertson will be interesting. I think uh, he could play around. It's worth remembering that. Was it 39 years ago in Rome against um, against Madrid or in Paris? Sorry, in Paris against Real Madrid, the the winner came from a Liverpool left back. Um, so I mean, it, uh, Robertson have been interesting when I think he's going to play a, an important role in this because he will he will possibly get the space that Alexander Arnold won't um, will be wary of using because of the threat of Vinicius Junior. Alan Kennedy, of course, whose uh, agents has been rubbing his hands since the semi-final. Uh, of what was going to go on for, for him this week? I imagine he'll be doing quite well. He'll be on telly quite a lot before the uh, the kickoff on Saturday. Uh, to win from behind, you can have any side to win from behind, which is five. Liverpool to come to come back, which of course they they have done in Champions League finals and do uh, and have done this season as well in the Champions League. Just look at the semi-final at to eight point four two. Real Madrid to come and win from behind in the ninety minutes is around twelve twelve point two eight. Uh, at the moment, um, Dave Tindall, what's um, I know you quite like the outright for Liverpool, but any any bets intriguing you going into this final? Yeah, a couple of players you look at um, for Liverpool. I think it was quite big for Salah to come back and score a goal because it an important goal. It as gave, well. gave him a share of the golden boot, and to be honest, no one's really going to remember. He's just won the golden boot. You know, we know he shared it with somebody. He's got a trophy as a son, so they both won it. So. That was, I think, just scoring that goal, just seeing the ball at the net again, because he's he, he's not been great since coming back from the African Cup of Nations. Where Sadio Mane, it's almost forgotten, isn't it, that Mane scored in the final against Madrid last time. I think it was all about what went on at the other end. I was just thinking as well about head-to-head formats. If you look at that, that 3-1 win, so 
to win 3-1, Real Madrid have, have had a one-in-a-million goal from Benzema, from Carrius, making that ridiculous mistake. They've had a worldie from Gareth Bale that is a one in many thousands. And then the second one from Bale through his hands. So they're ridiculous goals. One of those goals in a game is massively unusual to have three. And then the other head-to-head, I was checking the teams. So, so you could say, well, re- recent form, where are we looking? Kabak and, and Phillips were the central defenders in both those games against Madrid last time. 3-1 and 0-0. So, you know, that's such a massive difference, isn't it, to, to what we'll be getting this time. So, yeah, I think Vinicius did, was, was useful in that game, but obviously was, you know, it was a very sort of makeshift Liverpool defence. He's the danger man uh, for Madrid, I would say. Obviously, Benzema as well, top scorer with 14 goals this time. But it's, Mane's had everything go right for him, hasn't he, really, with, with Senegal. Um, even when he fluffed his penalty in the FA Cup final, ooh, forget it, it didn't matter. Um, you know, that, that was a passing moment. I just think he's, he's had the force, hasn't he? He's, he's quite a bigger price than Salah to score. It's three. I know, obviously, he doesn't take penalties, but I think that's a decent bet for someone who's scored a load of goals in Europe, scored in a final itself. So he would be the one uh, for me there. And, yeah, we're all, everyone's tempted by Robertson, aren't they? Not only is that a 1981 Alan Kennedy link, he scored in the last game. If he'd really sort of been on it, he could have scored like three or four goals in the last five or six games. He'd been arriving at the far post and seems to be caught between volleying and crossing it again. But if someone just says, volley it, score, then I don't know, a value price. Robertson has got that kind of, you know, slightly tea leaves element to it, but also that he is genuinely getting chances. Because I think... Yeah, I think Gavin's right and other people are right in saying that Trent gets all the headlines and Robson does get forgotten a little bit. And if that, you know, that's not just experts evaluating, that's on the pitch itself. I think he gets space sometimes that, that everyone's sort of sucked towards Trent on the right and then Robertson can arrive at the far post. So, yeah, if you want an, an outside score a bit, I would definitely look at Andy Robertson. Uh, Robertson at 14, 21 first goal. That's right, he is getting more space. The, the Luis Diaz in front of this, they're still learning how to play with each other. And actually it gives Robertson a bit more space and hit the post in the uh, in the FA Cup final. Uh, could have got the winner there. Um, took his chance really well on Sunday in the game against Wolves when he didn't have too much time to think about it. And that might have helped him. He just uh, lashed it in the back of the net. But uh, Robertson uh, would be the, the left-back story, the left-back narrative in this one uh, let's get our final thoughts then uh, sum things up um, from a, a Spanish perspective then John um, how do you see this final going I mean Liverpool are favourites uh, justifiably so um, they I think they're a better team so if you're being if you're being very sensible about it you probably take that 2.1 for uh, for Liverpool to win the game if you want to be a little bit more inventive 12, 12.8 did you say for for uh, Real Madrid to come from behind. Obviously, I mean, they haven't got an awful lot of goal threats, really, in that Benzema and then Vinicius, or maybe Rodrigo for the last goal, because if he doesn't start, he will come on and play some kind of part in the game as well. Um, Champions League finals recently have been very tight. There have been a couple of 1-0s and a 2-0 in the last three, but Real Madrid games are rarely tight. And if you look at that run of, of get, the ones that they won, won four out of five in the middle part of the last decade, um, <clears throat> And only once in that period were they really probably arguably the best team in, in European competition at the time, but they find ways through, don't they? So, you know, there, there was a it was a freakish win in a way last time round, 
But they freakishly won against Bayern Munich, haven't they, in the semi-final there, again, when the, the Bayern Munich goalkeeper had, had rolled the ball to Benzema. It was, it was, it, it, it miskicked, hadn't they, and Benzema had scored. So I don't think you can bet, I don't think you can put your hard-earned money on freak outcomes, unless for some, as, as Dave says, you, you see something in the tea leaves. So being sensible, you're following Liverpool. Being inventive, maybe the Real Madrid comeback. Uh, Neil, finals, particularly and Liverpool and Real Madrid, they played enough finals in their time. Finals are there to be won, aren't they? You don't necessarily need uh, a great performance. It's just about getting over the line. Um, don't care what anyone else thinks about it. Uh, there aren't too many standout Champions League final performances that aren't weird in some way. But I go back to AC Milan back in the 90s for a dominant final performance. But um, if you think Liverpool can win this, and we're, I mean, if Sadio Mane scores the winner, then he's, he's probably on for the Ballon d'Or, isn't he? He's, he's, he's won AFCON, he'll won everything else bar the league in, in Europe. Um, is, it, is it for Liverpool to, to just go out there and, and, and do the business? Yeah, I think confident. I, I really am. I, I think um, the confidence will be there for the group of players. I think they'll be prepared mentally, ready for this game. And, and, and don't forget just how powerful that element of we owe them one of from four years ago. You know, to lose that final, Salah will definitely be thinking, right, OK, you didn't let me show my qualities in that Champions League final. He's won the Golden Boot. He's won the Playmaker of the Year award. You're talking about Mane maybe winning Ballon d'Or. I think Salah's way ahead of him in that pecking order. And, and this is the biggest stage. And the players like Salah, like Mane, like that Diaz, they like to show just how good they are on the biggest stage. So I think Salah coming back last weekend, showing that he's fit, scoring a goal is massive. For Liverpool, that is a huge boost. So I think he will have a big influence on the game. The player I really like is Diaz, and he's he's had a lot of a lot of positive headlines. And the reason is he's been great to watch for Liverpool. He settled into to how Liverpool play. He understands their identity. He's got that intensity about his performance. He works his socks off. And I watched him in the FA Cup final, and he got brought off just before extra time. And I was thinking, how has he not scored? He's, he's got off the pitch thinking. How has he not scored because he's such a threat? He was the difference in the second leg semi-final against Villarreal. He came on and made a big difference, scored a goal. So I'm looking at Diaz and thinking, fancy him to start, fancy him to score a goal in this big game. So, uh, yeah, Liverpool to win it in 90 minutes and it'd be swaying towards Diaz to get himself on the score sheet. He can't be denied again. Even against Wolves, they were blocking him from all kinds of ranges. He's due a goal to go in the back of the net. Yeah, he got his goal against Tottenham, didn't he? We had a couple deflected there. One against Wolves on on Sunday, which was really close. Of course, probably should have scored in the FA Cup final as well. The, the narratives are all there, aren't they, Gavin? How, how do you see this going? Well, I mean, you mentioned Mane as a, as a possible Ballon d'Or contender. Benzema is, is the favourite, I think, across Europe um, for, for the Ballon d'Or. So there's, um, he, he, will, he will be looking at... This as his opportunity to confirm his status as the as the favourite for, for the Ballon d'Or. So I mean, as John said, there are Real Madrid have got goals in them, um, and they they uh, they yeah they they do concede as well. But I think it will be a, a tight, a cautious game. Um, it's a final. It's a huge occasion. I think in tight games, Liverpool always pull something out of the bag from a set piece. And I've been saying this all season. I still think that Liverpool are good for a, for a goal from a set piece in this. Um, so I'd be looking at, at Matip. I'd be looking at Van Dijk um, from a set to score from a set piece. Um, I, I I can see it going to extra time. I can see Madrid scoring from Benzema, but I can see Liverpool winning in extra time. I think 
the momentum is with Liverpool. Um, the, the, the options on the substitute bench are with Liverpool. So I think a Liverpool winner in extra time is where I'd be looking. Um, but I think Madrid are also capable of scoring um, through Benzema and, and, and Vinicius. Um, and if it does go to penalties, then you have to fancy Liverpool with that with that strength um, that Klopp has instilled in them and that attention to detail. Um, their preparations have been excellent all season. So I'm going with Liverpool, but it will be very tight. It's very rare for Liverpool to lose a penalty shootout in a final. I think it's only only happened once and they've been in plenty of them. Uh, the draw is 3.6 if it goes to extra time. Uh, Liverpool to win in extra time. You can have... Well, I will find that while uh, while Dave is talking, talking us through his final best bets. Yeah, scoreline-wise, if you want to reverse of uh, the previous final between the two, 3-1 Liverpool is 16. It's quite a big price. I've got a funny feeling about 2-1 to Liverpool and I'll give you the goals as well in the correct order um, <laughs> and the scorers. So, so uh, Robertson gets the opener from a throw-in as it, as it happened in 1981. Liverpool, Liverpool got a throw-in coach now. They didn't didn't have that back in 1981, did they? Uh, so, yeah, he'll get the first. Diaz will make it 2-0. Then we'll get this little... Real Madrid story fight back. They get a goal in about the 78th minute. Oh, it's going to happen again. No, it doesn't. Liverpool win it 2-1. 2-1 is 8.8. So that's my uh, that's my complete <laughs> flight of fantasy there for you. There you go. But I think, um, I think 2-1. I do actually believe in the scoreline, maybe not the detail. Uh, Liverpool in extra time is 10. Liverpool on penalties is 13. Real Madrid on penalties is 13. Uh, you can have, if it does go to a penalty shootout, is around six. Uh, Madrid in extra time is 14s. Uh, and the original prices of Liverpool in the 90, uh, you can have uh, 2.12 or 3.25 for Madrid. The draw is 3.6. Um, I think we've we've covered every single topic there, although there'll be something that'll spring up in the final as uh, so you can watch uh, watch the game and listen along in the Clubhouse on Clubhouse Radio with sportsbet.io. Uh, my thanks to my my five-a-side team uh, with Neil Mellor up top as as ever. Although I'm sure I'm sure John wants to join him in the strike force. Uh, John Driscoll, Gavin Hamilton, and Dave Tindall. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you for all your contributions this season across the Premier League and the Champions League. And thank you to you for listening. Please enjoy the Champions League final. Always gamble responsibly. BeGambleAware.org is where to go to for that information. And this has been this has been all season a sports betting media production. I've been David Eason, and enjoy the Champions League final with Sportsbet.io. Clubhouse Champions League betting previews with Sportsbet.io, previewing every game of the UEFA Champions League. Listen to Clubhouse Radio with Sportsbet.io for all the best bets as the games are being played. Please gamble responsibly.